Hi, this is Danny Whitaker with Devoted to Scripture. I'm reading through the Bible in a year and sharing my reading with you. This is day 317 of our journey. As Paul continued to preach among the Gentiles, there arose an argument among the Jewish believers about whether circumcision was required for salvation. A council was held in Jerusalem, and it was affirmed that salvation comes through grace alone, both for the Jew and the Gentile. After this, Paul and Barnabas prepared to take another trip, this time returning to the cities they had previously visited to encourage the believers there. But an argument arose about whether to allow John Mark to accompany them again, since he had abandoned them during their first mission. In the end, they parted company in peace and traveled in two different groups, allowing the gospel to spread more quickly. While traveling, Paul received a vision calling him to Macedonia. Paul took Silas with him, and they preached the gospel and led many to believe in the Lord. But they were also falsely accused, beaten, and thrown into prison for what they had done. Even this hardship was turned to God's glory as they had opportunity to lead the jailer and his family to faith in Christ. Join me in Acts 15 and 16 and see God working in spite of our difficulties. Acts 15 Now some men came down from Judea and began to teach the brothers, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. When Paul and Barnabas had a major argument and debate with them, the church appointed Paul and Barnabas and some others from among them to go up to meet with the apostles and elders in Jerusalem about this point of disagreement. So they were sent on their way by the church, and as they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, they were relating at length the conversion of the Gentiles and bringing great joy to all the brothers. When they arrived in Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all the things God had done with them. But some from the religious party of the Pharisees who had believed stood up and said, It is necessary to circumcise the Gentiles and to order them to observe the law of Moses. Both the apostles and the elders met together to deliberate about this matter. After there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, Brothers, you know that some time ago God chose me to preach to the Gentiles so they would hear the message of the gospel and believe. And God, who knows the heart, has testified to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And he made no distinction between them and us, cleansing their hearts by faith. So now, why are you putting God to the test by placing on the neck of the disciples a yoke that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear? On the contrary, we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way as they are. The whole group kept quiet and listened to Barnabas and Paul while they explained all the miraculous signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. 
After they stopped speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has explained how God first concerned himself to select from among the Gentiles a people for his name. The words of the prophets agree with this, as it is written, After this I will return, and I will rebuild the fallen tent of David. I will rebuild its ruins and restore it, so that the rest of humanity may seek the Lord. Namely, all the Gentiles I have called to be my own, says the Lord, who makes these things known from long ago. Therefore, I conclude that we should not cause extra difficulty for those among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we should write them a letter telling them to abstain from things defiled by idols, and from sexual immorality, and from what has been strangled, and from blood. For Moses has had those who proclaim him in every town from ancient times, because he is read aloud in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then the apostles and elders, with the whole church, decided to send men chosen from among them, Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, leaders among the brothers, to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent this letter with them. From the apostles and elders, your brothers, to the Gentile brothers and sisters in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that some have gone out from among us with no orders from us and have confused you, upsetting your minds by what they said, we have unanimously decided to choose men to send to you along with our dear friends Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas, who will tell you these things themselves in person. For it seemed best to the Holy Spirit and to us not to place any greater burden on you than these necessary rules, that you abstain from meat that has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from doing these things, you will do well. Farewell. So, when they were dismissed, they went down to Antioch, and after gathering the entire group together, they delivered the letter. When they read it aloud, the people rejoiced at its encouragement. Both Judas and Silas, who were prophets themselves, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with a long speech. After they had spent some time there, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and proclaiming, along with many others, the word of the Lord. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's return and visit the brothers in every town where we proclaimed the word of the Lord to see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to bring John, called Mark, along with them, too. But Paul insisted that they should not take along this one who had left them in Pamphylia and had not accompanied them in the work. They had a sharp disagreement, so that they parted company. Barnabas took along Mark and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and set out, commended to the grace of the Lord by the brothers and sisters. He passed through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Acts 16. He also came to Derbe and to Lystra. A disciple named Timothy was there, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but whose father was a Greek. 
The brothers in Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was Greek. As they went through the towns, they passed on the decrees that had been decided on by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the Gentile believers to obey. So the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number every day. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been prevented by the Holy Spirit from speaking the message in the province of Asia. When they came to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to do this. So they passed through Mysia and went down to Troas. A vision appeared to Paul during the night. A Macedonian man was standing there, urging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul saw the vision, we attempted immediately to go over to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We put out to sea from Troas and sailed a straight course to Samothrace, the next day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of that district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. We stayed in this city for some days, On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate to the side of the river, where we thought there would be a place of prayer, and we sat down and began to speak to the women who had assembled there. A woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, a God-fearing woman, listened to us. The Lord opened her heart to respond to what Paul was saying. After she and her household were baptized, she urged us, If you consider me to be a believer in the Lord, come and stay in my house. And she persuaded us. Now, as we were going to the place of prayer, a slave girl met us who had a spirit that enabled her to foretell the future by supernatural means. She brought her owners a great profit by fortune-telling. She followed behind Paul and us and kept crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. She continued to do this for many days. But Paul became greatly annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her at once. But when her owners saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are throwing our city into confusion. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us to accept or practice, since we are Romans. The crowd joined the attack against them, and the magistrates tore the clothes off Paul and Silas and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had beaten them severely, They threw them into prison and commanded the jailer to guard them securely. Receiving such orders, he threw them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the rest of the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, a great earthquake occurred, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Immediately, all the doors flew open and the bonds of all the prisoners came loose. When the jailer woke up and saw the doors of the prison standing open, 
he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he assumed the prisoners had escaped. But Paul called out loudly, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. Calling for lights, the jailer rushed in and fell down trembling at the feet of Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him, along with all those who were in his house. At that hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and all his family were baptized right away. The jailer brought them into his house and set food before them, and he rejoiced greatly that he had come to believe in God, together with his entire household. At daybreak, the magistrates sent their police officers, saying, Release those men. The jailer reported these words to Paul, saying, The magistrates have sent orders to release you, so come out now and go in peace. But Paul said to the police officers, They had us beaten in public without a proper trial, even though we are Roman citizens, and they threw us in prison. And now they want to send us away secretly? Absolutely not. They themselves must come and escort us out. The police officers reported these words to the magistrates. They were frightened when they heard Paul and Silas were Roman citizens and came and apologized to them. After they brought them out, they asked them repeatedly to leave the city. When they came out of the prison, they entered Lydia's house, and when they saw the brothers, they encouraged them and then departed. Thank you for joining me on our shared walk through Scripture today. Devotion to Scripture doesn't begin and end here. My prayer is that you will be encouraged to dig deeper and spend some additional time in God's Word today. If you're looking for a great place to start, check the episode description where you will always find a few key verses from the day's reading to reflect on further. I'd love to hear from you. How is God using this podcast to help you grow? How can I be praying for you? Email me at devotedtoscripture at gmail.com. It's amazing seeing a passage come alive as we understand its place in the whole story of the Bible. Knowing and ultimately being a part of that story is the most important undertaking of your life. Join me tomorrow to continue the journey. Be devoted to Scripture.